Welcome back. It's Joker Men, and we're right in the middle of a record that we happen to put on. It's Together Through Life. I'm Evan. I'm Ian. Where are we at, Ian? What do we got? We are at the cover of the album. The part where we talk about the cover. What mustard is this album? <laughs> you know, honestly, it, I don't, we don't we don't really need to do the mustard thing. To, we don't we don't need to, to uh, drill that into the ground. If this album far. was a mustard, what would it be? It's French's yellow. It is French's yellow. Yeah, you're right. No question, Americana. It's an Americana album, and it's a rock and roll album. It's not really rock and roll. It's Americana. Um, this is the album that you squirt on your... Um, this is the album that you squirt. <laughs> on your hot dog that, um, you know, like your dad boiled for some reason. Um, in beer, even yeah. Even though it would have been it's, better. Because it's really cool to do that. Do people do that? I lo- Yeah, yeah. You've never done that? Boil a hot dog in beer? Yes. No, I've never done that. Yes. You'll have to do that this 4th of July. Wow, I guess so. Sounds like it's actually it's good actually. Sounds like you got to waste a lot of beer to do that. Oh, I guess you just get like a Budweiser or something. Yeah, yeah. You don't use your um, like clown shoes, triple IPA, extra stout (laughs) (laughs) with a twelve percent ABV. Yeah, your your thirty five dollar bottle of beer. Um. Yeah, no, that would be gross. That would be fucking. That'd be (laughs) disgusting. Using like one of those like dark chocolate fudge extra uh, midnight porters or like a sour like a like a like a rhubarb <laughs> uh, blueberry yeah. dragon fruit sour this ale. is the uh, the beer game have we ever I don't think we've ever played that <laughs> Which, um, what together. beer is this album oh the, the, the beer no it's just something called the beer game where you you just have like off the top of your head to come up with a beer and its name like uh, I'm just gonna Go right now. You go like you call it like um, like endless river blue cascade hop mm-hmm. pilsner with like orange peels. I don't know. It sounds like it's a like, sounds like you're thinking of the the beer Blue Moon, which is a pilsner with orange in it. Is it a pilsner? No, it's a white. Isn't it a pilsner? I think it's a. You got to try to do one now. Uh, okay. It's probably similar to how Bob comes up with lyrics. Too. <laughs> um, uh, my bitch wife, uh, yeah. double IPA, uh, with hellfire, uh-huh. um, uh, red hops. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's that, that one's inspired by, uh, by one of the great songs from the first side of the yeah. In case my you- wife, who, my wife from hell, <laughs> um, <laughs> Bob Dylan Locker. That's going to be a fun theme type uh, playlist when we get to that. Uh, the, the one that you suggested <laughs> that oh, I suggested we call, quote, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm interpreting what Bob yeah. is saying. You can't cancel. Yeah. You can't get mad you at just me. Get, you, the, the playlist would just be like, it'd be like my wife's hometown, um, idiot N- win. New pony. <laughs> new pony. Positively four street. Positively four street. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. This is, this is a good concept. I think there's a lot of legs there. Uh, I think uh, can't live with them, which was your suggestion is probably a safer. Um, can't live with them in parentheses. <laughs> bitches. <laughs> 
Uh, we're um, not saying you can't get mad at us. Um, these are all songs. These are, these are thoughts and feelings and expressions of Bob. Um, the cover next. Yeah. So the, the cover looks like a um, Levi's advertisement. Yeah. Well, I think it, uh, is an actual photo from the, t- from like the fifties or the forties yeah, It's from 59. I don't. Okay. And, uh, it, it's like beatnik shit, right? Or who took it? Wasn't it like a famous beatnik type photographer? It might be. Um, Let's see. Album's cover features a black and white photograph of a young couple in the backseat of a car taken by photographer Bruce Davidson in 1959. Photo had previously been used on the cover of American author Larry Brown's short story collection, Big Bad Love. Okay. So there you have it. Probably a book he's read and was like, uh, let's use this. It, uh, I think, I think it makes sense. You know, the cover of the album makes sense in context of the album itself, it, it sort of aligns with the spirit and the mood of what's going on here. It's not, it's sort of something that like not a whole lot of thought, effort, planning went into it, but that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, I think it like it, it works. It is what it is. You're kind the of the top of the, uh, the, the record. Sorry to interrupt you there where it says Bob Dylan together through life. What makes it look like an e- a Levi's ad is that it's sort of this like poster style thing right. where it's, it's like Bob Dylan and sort of like distressed, big lettering, very bold with a sort of navy and and red, like uh, sort of like a red banner thing. Mm-hmm. And you see it repeating like he's off to the side, like it's an endless repeating image. Yes. Yeah. Like it's got that uh, faux distressed kind of appearance to it as well. Uh, the back yeah. cover also pretty interesting. I don't know if you've seen it. It's um, I did. Yeah, it's a cover of what at least Wikipedia refers to as gypsy musicians. Uh, so once again, can't get mad at us. We didn't say it. Um, but it, uh, it it it's a bunch of kind of like you know very leathery looking guys with one of, <laughs> one of whom has an accordion, um, wearing yeah. hats, uh, mustachioed, uh, sort of down and weary types uh, look like they would be from sort of a carnival kind of thing. There's a blue and red motif throughout all of this as well as black and white. Yes. Blue, black, white, blue, and red. A real Americana. Americana. Absolutely. I feel like maybe it's honestly just because of the cover. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that's what was the thing that made them decide they qualified it as an Americana <laughs> record. It just looks so much like one. Um, wow. I'm, I'm looking at seeing on Amazon. Ah, it's currently unavailable. The Together Through Life crate, which features the Bob Dylan album Together Through Life, plus an official large size T-shirt available exclusively in this collectible crate. It says Bob Dylan. <laughs> Are you going to buy that life. the same way you bought the Tempest I, for <laughs> add to your I, collection of bad promo T-shirts? I am looking. For if the shirt is available, <laughs> together anyway. through life crate. <laughs> I like the shirt. The together through life box. The um, yeah. The I think it's a good cover, um, and uh, I actually want to wear the T-shirt that says Bob Dylan together through life. You should absolutely do it. Um, the 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 back cover. Just to return to that real quick, uh, looks like could have been taken at a carnival. As we covered on our Patreon episode about Bootleg 7, No Direction Home, Bob, you know, kind of discussed at length how important his experience at carnivals really was. 
this interview that he gave at this same time was another instance of him uh, kind of expressing the same uh, the same thoughts and feelings. Uh, Bill Flanagan, the interviewer, uh, asked him, does that mean you create outsider art? Um, this is after Bob was talking about how he never kind of fit into the standard pop music scene. Um, you know, he said he couldn't, couldn't have written songs for the Brill Building if he tried. Uh, and so uh, Flanagan asked, does that mean you create outsider art? Do you think of yourself as a cult figure? Uh, Bob says, a cult figure that's got religious connotations. It sounds cliquish and clannish. People have different emotional levels, especially when you're young. Back then, I guess most of my influences could be thought of as eccentric. Mass media had no overwhelming reach, so I was drawn to the traveling performers passing through, the sideshow performers, bluegrass singers, the black cowboy with chaps and a lariat doing rope tricks, Miss Europe, Quasimodo, the bearded lady, the half-man, half-woman, the deformed and the bent, Atlas the Dwarf, the Fire Eaters, the Teachers and Preachers, the Blues Singers. I remember it like it was yesterday. I got close to some of these people. I learned about dignity from them. Freedom, too. Bob missed a calling as sort of just a carnival uh, barker. Uh, He clearly should have just been in the circus, and he would have had a great time and done a great job. He's done a, a more important thing. Ian. Has he? He's, um, Is anything he's more important than the circus? Being a, a, somebody who uh, makes people think about the circus <laughs> decades after it's gone out of favor. That's, yes. that's more important. I guess that's true. Uh, he's he's uh, made the circus uh, into, into an everlasting circus of the mind. Mm, okay. Uh, Jolene. I found the t-shirt, the crate on uh, eBay. <laughs> Are you going to buy it? $45, $3 shipping. Uh, you know. Subscribe to the Patreon so Evan can buy <laughs> Together Through Life crate for himself. Don't, don't do it for that reason. Do it for because you want to hear us do our good show. <laughs> Jolene, uh, also in that interview, which I have to say is one of the best interviews of Bob Dylan I think I've ever read. Really a great interview. Because the guy kind of just lets him lets him roll, lets him riff. Like he's, Bob lets, lets the guy riff. Mm-hmm. They seem to be getting along. I wish I could see what that was like. They, uh, they uh, go off on a segue about Hitler for some period of time and then just kind of yeah, veer right back yeah. to talking about songs on the record. It's so, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Like that's, that's how you interview Bob Dylan. However, that guy did it. He's he's just a guy who has good vibes. Clearly, yes. Bob seemed to be on 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 uh, on good terms. They're on the same level. Anyway, in that interview, uh, he asks uh, Bob the the obvious question of the song: Is it the same Jolene as as Dolly Parton's Jolene? Yes. And Bob says, "Oh, the one with the flaming locks of auburn hair." Then the guy says, "What?" Uh, he says, yeah, who smiles like a breath of spring. Then Bob says, oh, yeah, I remember her. Then Bob says, it's a different lady. <laughs> it's a different lady. So this this, uh, this song is not about um, that Jolene. Uh, it sounds like uh, it's just a, a lady that, well, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Good. That's great. That's great analysis. <laughs> It sounds like uh, sounds like a lady. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Come on, it's good. Pick it up. 
Uh, it's, it's good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's good. I feel like I'm talking about up County town again. Right is now. it as good as up County? Uh, it, yeah. This song is fun. Uh, there's a great guitar riff. Um, you know, uh, uh, Mike Campbell kind of, uh, uh, working that axe a little bit down, 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 Jolene. It's, uh, you know, it, he's, Bob is clearly having fun here. Like we saw when he's laughing. This is the one that goes, Yes, precisely. You know why I'm having a trouble, uh, a troubled time to talking about what this song is about is because it's, um, it's actually just about a good time. It's, it's, this song is just fun. This song, as we talked about last episode, is one of the most, um, it's a put it on type of song where you put it on. Yes. And the thing about songs where you, when, when you get really deep into the putting it on type of song, I think it becomes harder and harder to actually talk about to the point where the ultimate put on stuff sometimes doesn't have any lyrics. It just, you, you stop even thinking about anything. It's literally just a soundtrack to eat hot dogs to, and this song I think succeeds on that level. Um, and it's also a good song uh, about about a woman. A, a pretty woman. Pretty woman. A woman who evidently is not from hell. No. Although, as Bob said, that's a good about thing. hell is, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good place for a woman to be from. Yes. Some hot, hot ladies like my wife come from hell. I don't have anything more to say about Jolene other than it sounds good. Sounds good. good. Put it on. Put it on. Just put it on. This dream Next, of you. This dream of you. I just like some of these titles. I like, you know, we have forgetful heart, this dream of you. Yep. Yeah. The, the titles on this record do sound like they would be from like an Everly's brother out. Uh, uh, Everly. Everly's bro- brother. Everly's brother. Everly brothers. <laughs> Every, we all love to listen to the music of the Everly's brother. The Everly, the brothers Everly. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's very classical material. That it's classical music. It's it's classical American uh, music. You know, at the beginning of that interview, you know, uh, the guy uh, starts right off talking about how it sounds like an album that would have come from like like a Sun Records album or something. Yeah, and then Bob says he loves he loves those type of music. He says the sound of those fifties records from like Sun and Chess Records. He's like he says something great about how they get up in your head like a toothache. Yes, yeah, exactly. They, um, they're like come, it feels like they're coming from right inside your head, right inside your head. Yeah, uh, I think he's just talking about. He says that's like one of my that's my favorite sound for a record. To have. <laughs> I just love that. Uh, I like the way that that sound is. I love That's I love when a record sounds like a sound. toothache. Well, I, I just like that he says that. That's my favorite sound for a record. <laughs> There's something kind of vague about that that I I like, but it's 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 hard to put your finger on. You know what makes something actually sound like it's from the '50s? Like what is that? Right. It is kind of an ineffable quality, and uh, this record has that. This dream of you. It feels like it could have stepped right out of the 50s. It also has uh, accordion on it. Extremely I love accordion. The, the accordion is such a romantic instrument. It's so good. It really has like um, 
this power to conjure up all these kinds of warm and like convivial feelings that sometimes have to do with two dogs eating spaghetti. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like just uh, two people uh, eating spaghetti. (laughs) Well said. Or or walking in the moonlight, having eaten spaghetti, you know. These types of feelings, these types of ideas. You know, the accordion and, spaghetti, they just kind of go together. It's like chocolate and peanut butter. It's They, they just, they, they go right I together. I think after this, I'm going to go um, to dinner, um, to late dinner with Michael uh, D'Addario. Friend of the show. And we might get, we might get spaghetti because we're talking about it now. I'm, I'm thinking about it. You should. Spaghetti's great. I, I'm asking if he wants to get spaghetti. All right, uh, this song is good, and um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's 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 it is very pretty. Uh, the accordion and the psychotron in this That's also right. it's also pretty. Yeah, <laughs> it's good and it's pretty. Um, uh, I, I think I think this, the instruments really kind of make this this one. It, it's a very kind of. Um, um, almost kind of cinematic piece of music. I think this one I don't believe made it in that weird French guy's movie, um, but uh, it really does kind of conjure a bit of imagery here. Um, mm-hmm. And Bob is being a little kind of forlorn on this one. Am I too blind to see? Is my heart playing tricks on me? Too late to stop now, even though all my friends are gone. All I have and all I know is this dream of you, which keeps me living on. All my friends are dead. He's, you know, he's he's getting pretty heavy with it uh, at this point. Um, there's another great moment, you know, th- th- they talk about this song a little bit in that interview, is this dream of you, which keeps me living on, um, uh, where the guy mentions like, you know, oh, dreams seem like something that occur to you a lot. Um, is, is there something, uh, well, you know, what is it about dreams that are so interesting to you? It, it seems like such a hopeful thing. And Bob like talks about how he conceives of dreams less as something that's hopeful and more of something like to be feared, um, uh, like you know something that um, that might come true that you don't want to come true, or something that you do want to come true that won't come true. You know, which is an interesting sort of take on it. I think mm-hmm. um, this dream of you keeps me living on. He doesn't have you. He just has a dream. It's uh, and he talks about how dreams can sometimes be that thing of aspiration, like something you want, and sometimes they're just things that bubble up from the subconscious. Mm-hmm. He, which is how dreams work. It just depends on the context. Yeah. The next song is um, <laughs> kind of like I'm curious. How many plays does this have? This is the this is the wait the uh, like uh, streaming plays or live plays? No, no. I mean like. Um, Live plays. Zero. Really? Really. All right. And here's my second question. How many plays does Tough Mama have? Mm, uh, well, we can find out. Uh, probably not that many. I don't think that the Planet Waves material ever got much play besides Forever Young. Um, let's see here. Tough Mama. 44. So Why? Some, you you tell me. It sounds like you're drawing connections in your mind. I would love to see. This uh, song is called Shake Shake Mama. <laughs> and to me, it's the spiritual sequel to Tough Mama. Interesting. I see. Meet shaking on, your bone, on her bones. That's in Tough Mama. That's true. That is true. And how many years later? 50? <laughs> 40? Bob is just picking up that thread of being, you know, 
I do still want to fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) This is another one of the characters in the, you know, sort of extended universe, like Heaven's Door, uh, that we're sort of returning to uh, many years later. This is Mama. You know, Mama, you've been on my mind. Um, Tough Mama. Tough Mama. Now we're asking that same Mama, you know, we're telling her to shake and shake. It's great to see Bob revisiting uh, yet again, another beloved character so many years on. Yeah. And this is just a great time song. It also is a, it's, it's like a two, it's like another certain song. Do you know what I mean? Do I know? (laughs) What's like shake shaking, you know? What's another action like that? Shake, shake. Um, Something else you might do. Something, something else you might do. Very descriptive. I feel like it's something from latest record project that I'm not. Wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle, oh, wiggle, wiggle. Of course, of course. You see? Yeah. It just occurs to me. Do you think the Wiggles took their name from Wiggle, Wiggle? Probably. We know that they're Bob fans. Yeah. That uh, that great cover on the playlist. Someone tweeted at us about that. How they didn't realize that it was the Wiggles until they looked at it, and they were uh, they were floored. Yeah, I, shake shake I mama. Really like uh, shake, this is a song shake, about um, shaking. Um, shake right. shake mama like a ship going out to sea. Shake shake mama like a ship going out to sea. You took all my money she and got, you gave it to Richard like Lee. A ship. Yeah. Yeah. Shake, shake, mama, raise your voice and pray. Shake, shake, mama, raise your voice and pray. If you're going on home, better go the shortest way. Uh, this is a song where Bob, I think, just kind of liked this uh, this sort of dirty blues guitar riff uh, that was going on. And he and Hunter were just like, all right, what's the simplest way we can plug out three and a half minutes of material on this? And uh, and just let them play the let the band play the same riff, you know, five or six times. And uh, shake, you know, shake, sh- mama like shake, a, shake, mama, shake, shake, mama like a like a big old shaking ass. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what he wants to say. Yeah, that's 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 uh, that's what's left unsettled. Shake, on shake, mama, you're shaking that big fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm. I mean. I'm interpreting. I'm using my interpretive mind. Sure, that's what people come here for. Is is for you know the uh, analysis, the expert analysis of these you know these these very dense lyrical songs like Tambourine Man or Shake Shake Mama. <laughs> dense, thick, you could say. Uh, these these uh, lyrics that just need to be decoded by scholars and experts uh, like I, like the two of us. We, we're decoding these lyrics. We're, we're undressing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I really song. don't know. Uh, I have much more to say about Shake Shake. No, no, you, there's, there's, I am, it would be, we'd be lying if we said we did. <laughs> but uh, again, to go back to sort of the theme of this whole album and a concept that we've uh, brought into the Jokerman universe, it's one of these albums, one, one of these songs that you can just, um, you're crazy if you're not putting this on. You put it on, you have a good time. What, is it, what, what else do you need? Come on, man. Come on, Come man. on, you can't. Come on, It's more man. just reminding you, come on, man. Come on, come man. on, man. Come on, man. Did you hear him say that nine-year-old girl looked like a 19-year-old? <laughs> Wait, was it a nine-year-old girl? Yeah. Was it a nine-year-old girl? She was nine. <laughs> We're talking about Joseph Robinette Biden, not not Bob. 
Robinette Dillon. Um, it's easy he's, to get them confused because they have the same middle name. He's so cool, man. Gosh, he's not cool for saying that. I'm, I'm gonna have to say. He rocks. Oh, I, I remember when I was. I wish I was nine years old right now. <laughs> shake, 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 mama. Honestly, seems like a song that Uncle Joe would love. Yeah, yeah. It's this is the kind of thing that just like. You know, we're talking about dreams and the subconscious. This is just kind of Joe Biden music. This like, is a very Joe. This is a very Joe Biden now. When when Joe Biden walks into a room, you can faintly hear a song kind of like this playing. <laughs> if if there's no other sound, like you put Joe Biden in a completely soundproof chamber, there will be a faint, uh, the just the ghost of a of a song like this. Yeah, kind sort of, of a, playing. sort and of a bassy like humming. Like yeah, like note. it's coming from the next room, like emanating. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's just like pressing up against the uh, the, the dimension that we live in. Is this like <laughs> dimension of pure rock and baby, rock and daddy? Yeah, the the rock and daddy dimension. Yeah, this is the most rock and daddy song. He's close to death, so I mean, it's like he's <laughs> like he's brushing up against the sort of porous part of the astral plane, right. where on the right on the other side is uh, is old Gabriel. Bl- blowing his horn Just, on top of a on top of a big candy apple red convertible, <laughs> and uh, and you can hear it. You can physically hear it when when Joe Biden is around. I hell uh, hell is my wife's hometown. Absolutely sounds like something Joe Biden would have said at some point in his life. Well, listen, buddy. You know what they said? Hell's my wife's hometown. That's something they used to say, and. I'll tell you, they weren't lying. <laughs> okay, uh, next is a song which is probably my favorite of the record. I think. Yeah, this is this is second favorite for me after Houston. It's a song where it's called "I Feel a Change Coming On," and this is also related to um, to things have changed. Another character we know and love, change. Ch- and the times they're changing. Exactly. This is the third in that trilogy of what we call the, uh, of what most Bob scholars, Dylan scholars, um, they, they call this the change trilogy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They call, you have <laughs> those three songs. When you listen to those three in that order, you really start to see um, all the pieces kind of fit together and mm-hmm. you can sort of start to, you start to understand where is this artist coming from and where is he going? Well, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a, like a loop, like an elliptical kind of thing because the first of those, (laughs) you're right. I see where you're getting at. The times they are a change in, and then we get to things have changed. And then the last of these songs, you think everything's good. You, 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 you're starting to get comfortable. Lo and behold, I feel another change. I feel change coming on, and then we're right back to the beginning. The times they're changing once again. again. (laughs) Some Stephen Hawking level. It's uh, sort of some you know Eastern Eastern philosophy, uh, uh, you know, kind of spirituality going on here. Yeah, that is really beautiful, Ian. (laughs) That that is real. The change trilogy as a way to uh, understand life. That's 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 remarkable. What it's all about. Uh, it's a great song, uh, and I'm not just saying it's a great song to say to say it's good. It really is good. It's great. It is, this one really is good, and I think uh, I think you know the, the these last two songs, this one and the next one, the final one. 
they are they have a great the 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 the, the put it on factor is kind of it's off the charts. However, they also um, benefit from a closer ear, I think, mm-hmm. um, especially the the last one. But this song has some subtlety to it. You know, it's not it's not all happy. It's got it really is nuanced. Dreams never did. What does he say? Dr- Ain't no use in dreaming. I got better things to do. Dreams never worked anyway, even when they did come true. Right. And this song really, I mean, we were joking a little bit about the, 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 the change trilogy, <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually starting to come around to thinking, uh, maybe it's not, maybe that's not so much of a joke. Maybe it's actually a good way to understand Dylan's, uh, career in some way. Sure. His, these are three, that's like three important songs. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Uh, let's see where I could take this. Uh, I, I think that you get a, I'm not going to be able to stick this landing. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's okay. You know why it's okay. It's okay. Cause, cause it's all good. Cause it's all good. What a fun album closer. Yeah. This is the most um, bitter and caustic song on the whole record. And it's called It's All Good. Isn't that just twisted? Ian? We love it. The, the way that he describes uh, what brought this song about is very concise and just is perfect. He says, what, what, what was the reason for uh, making this song? He says, probably hearing that phrase one too many one too times. Too many times, yeah. That was so good. <laughs> Which uh, is just terrific. I, I love I love that. He's so good. This song is just about how everything fucking sucks. Um but it's, but all, it's good. all good. It's very sarcastic. <laughs> but uh listening to it is just a blast. It it sounds like it's not kidding, you know. It feels like he's like he's just talking about how good everything is. Cold-blooded killer, stock in the town. Cop cars blinking, something bad going down. Buildings are crumbling in the neighborhood, no doubt about it. It's all good. It's all good, it's they all say. Good. It's all good. I think that you could read into this as being um, a bit of a spiritual song, like a spiritual motto, you know? Right. Well, you have to wonder, you know, is is Bob, what what is Bob actually saying here? Is Bob sort of mocking those of us who witness the brutality of daily life and just go along with it and say, yeah, you know, it is what it is. It's all good. Or is he really saying, you know, at the end of the day, it is, it actually is all good, even though so much shit is so fucked, you know, it's, you know, uh, I, 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 I was it's, reading, it's hard. it is hard. I, I was I'm reminded of this uh, interesting thing I read. We're going to get a little literary here. here we I was go. reading the Italo Calvino book, uh, Invisible Cities. Wow. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm not. Um, from the early 70s, it's sort of like uh, interesting book, very um, sort of surreal in a lot of ways. Uh, and it's sort of surrealist meta fiction. There's um, all these descriptions of cities in it that are just sort of like these vague uh, surrealist parables mm. of these fictional cities. And there's one where it talks about a city that was all uh, conceived 
from the ground up to be the most um, perfectly in tune with the astrology, with the astrological signs and with the calendar so that it would perfectly reflect the, uh, the, the will of the celestial beings and of God and okay. stuff. And then it says a lot of people came and they populated the city. And if you go there today, you see all these uh, dwarves and fat people and and miserable people with with diseases in the streets. And the worst things are hidden away. You've got children with six legs and three heads and horrible monstrosities in everyone's cellar. And the people of the city are are in a hard spot because they have to admit either that they were wrong in their calculation about their calendar and stuff, or that this is actually the way that the gods want everything to look. Mm, okay. And that's, that's sort of uh, what, what you just said. It reminded me of that's that, what's, uh, it. Is that it's all good. It's all good because uh, it's sort of a Schrodinger's cat. Uh, you, you, you get this world. It's, it's bad in a lot of ways. Uh, you can't ignore it, but, you have an alternative? I don't know. Uh, probably not. You know, that's, there's no that's other space where you're stuck in between admitting that things are bad and um, being forever dissatisfied. It's where this song exists and just goes. Uh, you know what? Just put on, put it on, just, just yeah. put on together through life. <laughs> What do you give this record in? Two stars. Out of three. Out of three. Um, me too. Two stars is a put it on rating. You know, it's, it's yeah, all good. Yeah, 100%. I'm it's not all here good. to say that this is the greatest album Bob's ever put out. I'm also not here to say, uh, you know, this is a new morning kind of album that uh, deserves our scorn. This is a, it's, you know, you put it on. It's two stars. It's good. What, what do you want? This is a put yeah, this is two stars. I, I agree. It's good. This is good music. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> One thing is for sure about this album, folks, and that is that it is good. The expert analysis and insight you you've all come to know and expect. From Jokerman. Looking the world over Looking far off into the east And I see my baby coming She's walking with the village priest I feel a change coming on The last part of the day is already 